The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Who's ready for a marquee Thursday night game? Yeah, fired up. Watch, this will be the Thursday night game that stinks, right? Arizona <laughs> and Green Bay. Who do you guys like? Who do you like tonight? Uh, Cardinals. Uh, I think Green Bay covers. Uh, it's a big spread, but I think the Cardinals end up winning the game because uh, what the pack, you know, it's not just what the Packers are missing offensively. What they're missing defensively is, is really important for them in this type of game. You know, not having their pass rushers, not having their uh, secondary hole. It's, uh, it's just unfortunate um, for, for like you said, for, for this marquee matchup. But it's still going to be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait to watch these two quarterbacks go head-to-head. This could be the second, is it second week in a row or second week in three weeks that um, Vegas just gets absolutely crushed by a middle? Um, what was it, the Browns last Thursday or two Thursdays ago that the last line Thursday, had moved Thursday. from like two to six and it ended up being a four-point game? I think this one moved from two to six and a half. And, a, you know, there's a lot of people that have bet the middle of that. Well, the this is a, a great stat about this game. They're thirteen and one, so their combined record thirteen and one. These two teams nine twenty nine winning winning percentage. That's the highest combined winning percentage for a Thursday game in October or later in the Super Bowl era. So this is uh, this is awesome. But we already talked about that game yesterday. So let's move on. Well, we'll get into the James. We have a James Conner rankings dispute in a little bit. But let's move on to the big news. Some people thought it was big news. Some people didn't. But the Saints acquired Mark Ingram. You know, Dave is, of all the three running backs, you know, involved here, not counting Kamara, Dave is highest on Mark Ingram. And Heath, what do you, if, if a running back gained the most value from this trade, who was it? I hope it's David Johnson. Um, he has been the best Texans running back in terms of efficiency. He's been the only one that has a real role in the passing game, and he's seen his role increase over the last two weeks. So, listen, we saw him last year produce 1,000 yards on 180 touches in 12 games. I don't think he's completely washed up, and I like him as a flex this week. Jamie, same question to you. If of these three running backs, Lindsey, Ingram, David Johnson, who gained the most value after this trade? I think they all kind of gained similar in similar ways. I mean, obviously, you know, if something happens to Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram is the best of this group, you know, so 
there's there's that outlook uh, for him. Um, but he's not going to gain if Kamara's healthy. But if everybody's healthy, I think he said it right, you know, that David Johnson gains the most. I also don't think they're done. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another move that happens with one of their three guys now because, you know, Rex Burkhead could still go to some other team as, as a special teams guy slash, you know, end of bench type of running back that could help somebody's depth. But, you know, I I'm, I, I know he's did. I don't know about you, Adam, just because I saw the transactions. But, um, you know, we were kind of fighting, I think, for David Johnson and Philip Lindsay in some leagues. Um, he was picked up in, in all the transactions that I saw that happened. Both those guys, excuse me, were picked up on all the transactions I saw um, for Wednesday night waivers. And so I think if you have an opportunity to pick up David Johnson, first for me, Philip Lindsay second, and, and Mark Ingram probably third just because you don't need him right away. But you should be adding all of those guys because they absolutely all won in some capacity from this deal. And I just realized my tanking dynasty team is one Alvin Kamara injury away from gaining another second round draft pick. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I I was originally a little excited to get David Johnson. I pulled back a bit. Just, you know, it is the Texans and they, you know, Mark Ingram has not been. They get the good. Dolphins next week. And they, they, they haven't been good in terms of yards per carry at all. But yeah. they have given a lot of, like, I haven't run the number yet, but a ton of touches per game. Yeah. to Ingram, Lindsay, and Johnson. Well, Ingram's got four games with 14 or more carries. He has three games with six or fewer carries, so it's a little inconsistent. But I, mean, but I think you want to look at, you know, th- this is what we don't know. What are they going to do at quarterback? Because now that Tyrod is back. In a, in a game and a half with Tyrod Taylor, they scored six touchdowns. Yeah. In five and a half games with Davis Mills, they scored five touchdowns. <laughs> you know, so... It's it's pretty telling that this offense can actually be somewhat productive. Now, part of that was they played Jacksonville in the first game, so keep that in mind. <laughs> but they get again, they get the Dolphins next week. If one of those guys, whether it's and 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 it's good that we get a week to figure it out, because if one of those guys, if if Lindsey has 15 carries, off all of a sudden he gets all of Mark Ingram's work, you know you have a flex option next week against Miami. Yeah. If David Johnson gets another five catch game and has an additional, you know, four or five carries on top of what his work has been you know you have a borderline starter potential flex next week against the Dolphins. And so it's a nice thing to see. And like this is a long ways away, and I don't know which of the guys will be healthy at that time. But in the fantasy playoffs, the Texans get Jacksonville, the Chargers, who have had that, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, and the 49ers, who are just mediocre against running backs. Okay. And might have lost Kinlaw for the season. So... Yeah, so David Johnson, they're still widely available. David Johnson's only 40% rostered right now. Would you? It's easy to say Texans don't bother. I get it. Easy analysis. But I think that's kind of like the wrong way to look at it. Right. Uh, Would you drop J.D. McKissick or Naheem Hines for David Johnson? Uh, Naheem Hines, easily. McKissick, I think I'd rather still have. I'd rather have Johnson than both. But if I had to choose one, I would definitely drop Hines. Drop Ramondre Stevenson. Yes. Brandon Bolden or these guys? Full PPR. I think it comes down to what you need. And that's probably the same thing with McKissick. You know, if you need somebody for short term, I'd rather have McKissick or Bolden. If you want to just speculate long term, it just, you know, if you're not playing those guys, why would you hold on to them? Yeah. Okay. Um, David Johnson, 40% rostered. Philip Lindsay, 22% rostered. Like, I, 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 in one later. league where I don't know if Sterling Shepard's playing and I don't want to lose Sterling Shepard, but I dropped him for David Johnson. Okay. And, uh, yeah, speak, Sterling Shepard, he did practice on a limited basis yesterday. He is apparently the closest of the three receivers to getting back. Injury updates coming in a little bit. David Johnson, by the way, just final thought here, was actually 
top 16 per game last year. So kind of interesting. He had a pretty solid year last year, top 16 running back per game. Now, all season long, we're playing the Fantasy Football Today Start Sit Challenge. You can go to cbssports.com slash start sit. This is so fun. It's like a little survey. You just pick players. You just, you know, make roster decisions. cbssports.com slash start sit. And the overall winner for the season gets $1,000 and a guest appearance on the podcast. Each week, though, uh, you can get a Trophy Smack Championship belt with your name engraved. And one question this week, we got Amari Cooper against the Vikings. Mike Evans against the Saints or Cortland Sutton uh, against Washington? Who do you guys like? Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, or Cortland Sutton? Half PPR. Uh, Sutton. Evans for me. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Evans. I was thinking Cooper. Excuse me. Not worried about Lattimore? Um, Not so much, but something to take into account. But I think all these guys have something you got to be a little concerned about, right? Oh, yeah. Lattimore, Jerry Judy, and pass volume, I guess, for Cooper. Well, Dax Calf. Oh, Dax Calf. Yeah, that's a, that's. A, oh, right, that that old thing. <laughs> uh, all right, players we love. Jamie, who's the start of the week? Uh, it ties into Dax Calf because I hope his calf is okay to make it a shootout Monday night, uh, Sunday night between the Vikings and the Cowboys. Uh, Kirk Cousins is the start of the week. Um, the implied total is, uh, I think it's 55, if I'm not mistaken, uh, between those two teams, the highest implied total of the week, according to Vegas. Uh, I hope it's a shootout. I'm expecting it to be a shootout. You know, these are two of the, uh, highest scoring teams in the league, two of the top five, uh, offenses in the league based on yards per game. Cousins is averaging 24.3 fantasy points per game for the season, 26 or more points in four of six games. The Cowboys have given up, uh, some big games, three of 24 or more points to quarterbacks this season. So Cousins is in a good spot, and hopefully he delivers. Oh, man, I'm fired. I'm fired up for this game. I'm fired up for this week. It's going to be a good week. Heath, who do you love? I, I love Khalil Herbert. I, I And the projections actually had him as a top 10 back in PPR. There's a few guys I have projected below him that I just bumped ahead of him in the rankings, but I definitely think he's a top 15 guy. I think this is probably the worst run defense He's faced. I'm not sure it's going to be a bad game script for a running back. They're at home against a bad 49ers team. It, at the very least, it might be a one-score game all the way through. And last week, Damian Williams came back. He still played 77% of the snaps, played 89% the prior week in Green Bay. They trust him completely, and he looks like a good running back. Would you start Khalil Herbert or Antonio Gibson in a great matchup against Denver? Herbert. Uh, I would start Herbert also. I, I had high expectations for Gibson. I still do. But, you know, looking at what Herbert did last week, I, I think Heath nailed it. Um, he's somebody, when I redo my rankings, is going to jump probably about five spots. Okay. So uh, excited for it. The only concern would be is did they limit Damian Williams last week because of coming back from being, you know, on the COVID list for what his circumstances may or may not have been. So that's that's the only slight concern. This is not a matchup thing. This is not a fear the 49ers defense thing. This is all about what does Damian Williams potentially do, and hopefully it's nothing. Okay, Khalil Herbert. Now, here's your format. Non, Non-PPR. non By the way, my, uh, my, my seven-year-old is sitting in the room with me, mm-hmm. and his uh, uh, two of his best friends, probably his two best friends, are both diehard 49ers fans. And he heard me say 49ers, and he just looked over at me and mouthed, 49ers suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're teaching him good stuff there. All right, so here's your format. It's non-PPR. It's three points per passing touchdown, and it's two points for a first down. Khalil Herbert or Justin Herbert? 
What the? Run the projections, Heath. <laughs> this is ridiculous. All right, fine, fine. Don't play along. Players Justin to avoid. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Okay, good. I have a league like that. Very crazy league. I don't uh, I have to make that decision. Players to avoid. Uh, Jamie, who are we sitting? I would probably like to sit all of the Dolphins. Um, you know, I, I know that's difficult to do with what Miles Gaskin might now become without Malcolm Brown there and what Jalen Waddle has been. But this is just a brutal matchup going into Buffalo. Buffalo coming off a bye, looking like they're going to be 100% healthy. Who knows what the mindset of Tua is at this point with uh, the trade rumors swirling. Um, I hope he rallies. I hope the team looks good, especially, you know, for those people still starting Gaskin and starting Waddle. But number one team against opposing wide receivers. Uh, obviously, they've been good against everybody, not named Eric Henry at the running back position. And so I think it's going to be a rough day, certainly for Waddle and, and, and Gaskin and obviously too as well. Okay, Gasicki though. Uh, I would prefer to avoid him also. I guess I should have factored that in. I apologize. But because of the position that he plays, he is still going to be started and should be. But this is a great team against tight ends also. Okay, so then you're looking at Tunyon and Ricky Seals-Jones. you have them ahead or behind Mike Kosicki? In non-PPR, I would start Tunyon over him. I don't love Ricky Seals-Jones this week either, so I would still stick with Kosicki. Okay. All right, Heath, who are you avoiding? I hate to do this, but I'm just going to say it. I'm really trying to avoid Aaron Rodgers. I know he's had four out of six good games without Devontae Adams. I don't like this situation at all. On the road, on a short week against a defense that has been very good without his top two wide receivers, not just without Devontae Adams. And his number one wide receiver, still kind of a maybe, but coming back from a hamstring injury that has caused him to go on IR. I just don't like this situation for Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's a situation where he might score 20 fantasy points, but 20 fantasy points is most weeks now QB 15 to QB 18. That's not generally a top 12 quarterback. And... Does the J.J. Watt injury change anything for you guys? Because Watt's likely out for the season. A, a little bit. A little bit. They, they've been they've played, a, what, one or two games without Chandler Jones, though? Yeah, he'll be yeah, back this two. week. Yeah. I, I think Chandler Jones is better than J.J. Watt. And so they were good with Watt without Jones. So I think they'll be better with Jones without Watt. Okay. That was I also think. against Cleveland and a banged-up Baker Mayfield and the Texans. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, step up in competition. I, it's a shame because I really wanted to, you know, you want to see Devontae Adams in this game. I think I think the thing that you have to do with Rodgers, because I, I generally agree with Heath, I, I think that the floor for Rodgers is, is probably safe because he's he's good. And um, as, uh, as, as Pete Prisco said, which, uh, you know, just giving some context for somebody who's covered the league a long time, uh, he's going to make his guys better. It's not that Devontae Adams is... is, is a guy, he's a great talent, but he's going to elevate by just giving those guys opportunities. Randall Cobb, Marcos Valdez-Gantling, you know, Equinemius St. Brown, maybe your guy, Adam, steps up, Amari Rogers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Tunyon and, and Cobb <laughs> and MBS and, and the running back. Anymore. And, and LaFleur is, is so creative, you know, so I think he'll still get his, like he said, I think, you know, 20 points is probably something he could still get to. Will he get to 26? Will he get to 30? You know, that's the... Uh, that's the thing you got to keep in mind with him. And so I, I, I still think, you know, you don't make a transaction unless you really are desperate to guarantee a couple of extra points. You know, I'd still start Rodgers. Okay. Uh, yeah, please hit the like button, everybody, if you're watching on YouTube. And Heath, this is the last time I'm going to speak to you before Halloween. So just want to wish you a happy Halloween in advance. Um, well, are you going to talk to him on Halloween? 
Yeah, you will talk yeah. to me the morning of Halloween and the evening of Halloween. I understand, but I'd like to know what um, you know what your plans are. How much candy? I you am going to a Halloween party on Saturday night. Uh huh. Um, costume? costume has not arrived yet. What do you got? Uh, so a little nervous about that. Well, uh, what is it? Um, I got the um the sunglasses and the Kevin spilled the chili shirt, and I'm going as Aaron Rodgers showing up to training camp. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got the orange sunglasses and the shirt. Nobody there will know who I am. Um, we'll probably carve some pumpkins on Saturday, okay. and then you know football all day Sunday, and get to about five p.m. We'll uh, turn off all the lights in the house, and everybody's got to be quiet until uh, the trick or treating is done. It's just awful. It's just awful. Um, you guys, have, you, you ever seen The Exorcist? Ever Not seen all the way through. I think I have seen. I mean, I know I've known, I know I've seen. Big parts of it. My God, is it good? I was watching it last night. What an amazing movie! And look at there's there's Heath's Halloween costume. <laughs> Kevin spilled the chili. What a great moment that is! I plan on watching a lot of uh, a lot of spooky movies this week, so um, I can't wait for that. I best time. My favorite holiday. It is officially my favorite holiday. Maybe it's because I live in Sleepy Hollow and we have a headless horseman just riding around all the time. But- it's not a holiday though. It's a holiday. It should be. like I mean, just do things. If you're the president of the United States, do things that make sense and make Halloween the last Saturday or last Friday of every October. Why does it have to always be on the 31st? Just do something what would that you, makes sense. What would you rather have? The day after Halloween off? The Super, the Super Bowl. Or the day after the Super Bowl? Of course, what? the Super Bowl. And we're getting really close to the Super Bowl being a national holiday, right? Because President's Day? get it pushed back one more <laughs> one more Sunday and it's just that's the way it works it'll be in March in five years all right uh news and notes Dak Prescott was limited there they seem optimistic DeAndre Hopkins questionable but he's expected to play um just mentioned JJ Watt for the Cardinals likely out for the season with a shoulder injury Antonio Brown's injury could be a little bit more long term than we expected here he might go on IR all of the injured Giants players that matter, they all practice Barkley and the three receivers, but not in a significant way that says whether or not they're going to play. Well, just, just just keep in mind, it was a walkthrough. It was not a practice. Today's their first official practice right, day. Right. And uh, Shepard, I guess, is, from what I read, is the closest to coming back. Miami and Houston, according to the Houston Chronicle, have a framework for a deal for Deshaun Watson, but the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, wants the legal issues resolved before making the trade. And we'll see what happens. This is the one team that we know Deshaun Watson has waived like, reportedly. That, we know that he's that waived report, his no clause for. If if when taken like at face value, would just say that the Dolphins aren't trading for Deshaun Watson until the offseason. Because his legal right. issues are not going to be resolved in the next six days. Right. That's what I thought too. So it seemed like maybe semantic. I, I don't know. That doesn't this, make any sense. This is the Texans doing whatever they can to get Deshaun Watson off their roster because they know probably something worse is going to happen because they are tied to this. They're talking to prosecutors. They're talking to local, you know, people in the community that, uh, you know, law enforcement that what may or may not be coming. So it's, it, it, yeah, I, I don't see it happening, but still, it's not a bad idea to put him on your roster just in case. Okay, Baker Mayfield may play this week. You guys ranking him? No. Uh, well, I mean, he may not even be ranking the starter in the top 24, but are you expecting Baker Mayfield? No. Not yet? Not yet, no. Terod Taylor designated to return from IR. Are you expecting Terod Taylor we, to play? 
well, we we did rank him, but the thing I read, they said they were going to take it slow with Breen. I didn't I didn't get the impression he was going to play this week. Who? Terod Taylor. Yeah, me I think there's a chance, but it's not a guarantee. We did rank him, though, with the expectation that he could return. Mike White is going to start. Uh, by the way, very important note, Heath is way too low on the Bengals DST. Way too low. He's got him 12th. JB and Dave have the Bengals DST. Uh, it's second against the Jets. So sorry, everybody. It's uh, goodbye. I just jinxed them. You uh, love Mike White, huh? I do love Mike White. <laughs> uh, T.Y. Hilton mispracticed. George Kittle expected to play in week nine. Debo mispracticed with a calf injury, but he is expected to start. Kendrick Bourne has a shoulder injury. Michael Gallup did practice this week. We'll see how much progress he can make. And Jarvis Landry mispracticed for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, there is a report uh, from Jordan Schultz, okay. uh, who covers the league a little bit, that Rob Gronkowski will play. Ooh, all right. Very good. 60 seconds rank, sixty second rankings disputes. Okay, let's start with Joe Mixon. I know Heath has a lot of Joe Mixon, and I know Mixon is starting in all of his lineups. I'm, I could, can't imagine he wouldn't be, but, <laughs> but you do have him 15th in non-PPR, 17th in full PPR, whereas Dave and Jamie have him third in non-PPR and top eight in full PPR against the Jets. What gives, dude? Um, just a little bit concerned about how much he's going to share. I loved it early in the season when he was dominating snaps. He played at least 74% of the snaps in the first three games. I believe it was week four against Jacksonville when he might have tweaked a little something. Um, he's not. He played 54% last week, and it was P. Ryan a lot in the fourth quarter. It's been P. Ryan a lot on third downs. I got, like you said, I'm starting Joe Mixon everywhere, so I don't know that it's really a debate. But I am a. He's not. He's not quite the workhorse back that they talked about in the off season. Um, over the last few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Last week may have been the score, which could happen again, of course. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan had 11 carries, but eight of them were late in the fourth quarter after Mixon. Uh, had his final carry. You know what? We can skip it, Jamie. I know you love Mixon, and the Jets give up the most fantasy points to running backs, the most rushing touchdowns per game to running backs, and the most receiving yards per game to running backs. So start Joe Mixon. I don't think P. Ryan's a bad uh, desperation flex. Totally agree. Michael Carter, same game here. Heath, you're a little higher on him. I'll give Jamie the first word. Jamie, you got him around 30th. Heath has him 18th in full PPR, 22nd in non-PPR. Michael Carter against the Bengals' defense. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bump him up a few spots, not to where Heath has him, but, you know, the, the role in the passing game should be good. I, I, I was hopeful that Ty Johnson was not going to play, and he's not on the injury report. Uh, he suffered a concussion, at least reportedly, in the game to the Patriots, but the fact that he's seemingly fine and cleared, you know, you, you're going to see at least some sharing. Um, Tevin Coleman's still dealing with his hamstring injury, so he did not practice on Wednesday. But Carter's in a good spot with Mike White, and I think that's something you want to – you know, hopefully, you know, can build off what we saw last week with the nine targets and eight catches and just all those dump-off passes. So that's the uh, that's the positive. But I don't think he'll score. Um, and so, you know, the rushing production will probably be minimal. So non-PPR, I don't love him. PPR, I like him a little bit more. And Heath, you have, you have Michael Carter as a start. Top 20 running back. Yeah, and I, I think I knocked him down one spot or two. I've got a 19th in PPR now because of Ty Johnson. Um, I just... And, and we don't know. It's one game with Mike White. So we, I don't have him projected for the 22% team-leading target share that he got last week. But if he got that, he'd probably be top 15 for me. Um, I do think that it, it appears White 
does not want to hold on to the ball very long and take any hits. He's going to dump the ball off quickly. And Carter, like he was really good in the passing game in college. That's one of the things we thought he could do, and he just didn't get very many opportunities early in the season in that role. I do think he's going to be a top 20 running back rest of season in full PPR. And I think he's still, like he just had his best game, so maybe not a buy low, but I think he's a good buy this week. Okay, and more rankings disputes. Let's go to Chase Claypool. This one I'm really interested in. Jamie's got Chase Claypool in his top 20. Heath has him about 35th, depending on the format. Coming off a terrible game, two catches for 17 yards on seven targets against Seattle, uh, facing Cleveland, who gives up maybe the most, uh, one of the among the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, Jamie, you're high on Chase Claypool. Yeah, like you said, seven targets uh, last week. He's been good in the games that Juju Smith-Schuster has not been there, uh, you know, at least the two previous ones. And so the the matchup's good. He went for 100 and a touchdown against them last year in Week 17. So there's familiarity with this defense and, and having success against them. Coming off a of bye week, I think Roethlisberger will connect with him. I don't like the fact that he's still dealing with the hamstring injury, so he's on the injury report. So I may drop him a couple spots after seeing that. But uh, I like the setup for him, and I think he's going to have another big game. Zero, zero confidence from me ranking Chase Claypool anywhere with the type of season that he's had. I was pretty excited about him last week because of what he had done when Juju wasn't there. And he's just got like these games, three for 45, two for 17, five for 130, nine for 96. I think the biggest thing is Chase Claypool has really that his rookie year, it was touchdown, 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 touchdown. He's got one so far this year and he's playing in a game where his team has an implied point total of 19 and a half which is one of the lowest of the week. So I don't have him projected for very many touchdowns, and he's not a guy who's had a huge catch rate, so I don't have him projected for very many catches. But I could totally see him having a game that makes this ranking look totally stupid. I'm just not really comfortable with it. I'm starting him if I don't have three wide receivers I like. Uh, Jerry Judy or Chase Claypool? Claypool. Yeah. James Conner, our last rankings dispute. Conner is uh, 24th in non-PPR, 29th in PPR for Jamie. And even lower than that, this isn't that much of a dispute here because uh, you both have them borderline anyway, but Heath has them as a number three, number 39 in full PPR. Uh, Jamie, you you do have, it seems like, some degree of confidence in James Conner tonight against the Packers. I think there's a good chance that he falls into the end zone. You know, this Packers run defense has been, you know, good at times, suspect at others. Uh, and, and I think we'll see, you know, the, the same opportunity. I, this is just really about the Cardinals offense. I think they're going to move the ball. Um, you know, I, I still don't know how healthy Chase Edmonds is, uh, still dealing with the shoulder injury. The, the fact is that he's not on the injury report is a good sign. But, um, you know, last week was a little bit of a letdown, even though he scored a touchdown. I thought he'd have a much bigger game against the Texans, and they gave Edmonds a lot more work. But uh, it's just the touchdown potential. You know, if he doesn't score, then he's going to be a miserable fantasy option. But I think he has an opportunity to fall into the end zone, so that's kind of where I'm ranking him. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. He's going to get five to seven points with his yardage. And if he scores a touchdown, then he's a starting running back. And if he doesn't, then he's a bad flex. Um, I just look at last week when he played a season low 30% of the snaps and Chase Edmonds was the one carrying the ball in the fourth quarter as a sign that Chase Edmonds' shoulder is fine and that his season high snap count from week seven, six against Cleveland probably isn't going to be repeated again. But Connors. That could be wrong. Connors week. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And and tell me, just to finish up tonight's game, where are you guys right now on MVS, Randall Cobb, 
starting a wide receiver basically for the Packers. And, you know, would you start that wide receiver over James Conner or Chase Edmonds? Uh, no, I'd start the Cardinals running backs. Uh, for me, it's Cobb and PPR, MVS and non PPR, but they're both number three receivers. I would start Edmonds over both Packers receivers. I would start, I think I have Connor over both Packers receivers, definitely a non PPR. Um, I think I'd rather start AJ Dillon over the Packers receivers. <sighs> but, but this then, Cardinals run defense oh, for, wait, has been go ahead. Uh, what if MVS doesn't play? Then does Cobb shoot up? The rankings ahead of everybody. Cubs had one game where he's looked like an NFL wide receiver this season. But I mean, but the circumstances are so different right now. You know, if MVS doesn't play, if they're I, I without yeah, all those guys, I just I have a hard time. And this, you could be right. I'm. I don't think we have any reason to have much certainty about what would happen with the Packers passing game. But if Randall Cobb is the number one option against this Cardinal secondary and the way they've performed, I don't think Randall Cobb's going to have very much luck getting open. Yeah, that's a tough call. Yeah, I mean, he just hasn't had an opportunity, though. That's the thing. It's, you know, the one time that they gave him more than, what, three targets was the Pittsburgh game? What I know he had the one good game in MVS. against Pittsburgh. First game out. Uh, is that his only game with three? Yeah, that is. Six targets, five catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns. No, he had four targets last week for 22 yards. I, you know, yeah, look, it's not really an argument for Cobb. It's, it's an argument for Rodgers and finding somebody, but... All right, all right. You've said your piece. Now let me say mine. Let me tell you all about Lightstream. Are your credit card bills keeping you up at night? Are the interest rates in the double digits? You don't have to live that way. Lightstream's here to help. Be smart. Pay off your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Rates start at 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. And that is a fixed rate. It will not go up over the life of the loan. You want a loan for $5,000 to $100,000, you can get that with no fees, and you can get that money as soon as the day you apply. So if the credit card debt is weighing on you, please check out Lightstream. Go to lightstream.com slash FFT. You're going to get an even better rate. And the whole point of this is if you have good credit, Lightstream believes you deserve a little bit of a break. You deserve a better loan experience. That's what they deliver. So our listeners get this special interest rate discount. It's already low on Lightstream. But if you go to lightstream.com slash FFT, that is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash F-F-T. You will get a special interest rate discount and save even more. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash F-F-T for more information. And away we go to the games. Starting with Washington at Denver. It's not the sexiest game on the schedule by any means, but I think it brings us a lot of really interesting start-sit decisions. First, your stat of the game, the Broncos. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the last week, the argument here, because I got crushed. Broncos run defense, Heath nailed it. They stink. They've given up five. They're injured. They're depleted. Five rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns to running backs in their last four games. And unfortunately, Gibson is so hard to have confidence in right now, but we'll get to him in a second. So let me ask you these kind of rapid-fire questions. Which quarterback do you like better in this game? Teddy. Teddy. Which running back? Who's your favorite? Gibson. Yep. Favorite wide receiver? McLaurin. McLaurin. Kind of tough matchup for him, right? I mean, well, 
it's that that's kind of worth debating. They haven't really faced great receivers, but they've been good. And McLaurin has struggled against good matchups. But it's, I, it's bad. I don't I don't fear uh, this sorry, matchup for him. It's bad match. Okay. And which tight end do you like better? Fant. Fant. Okay, I don't yeah. think this is a great game for Seals Jones. Who is your favorite Broncos wide receiver? Sutton. Yep. Yeah, Dave Dave is very high on uh Judy, and you guys are more on Sutton here. So all right. Let's get to the quarterbacks here. Heineke versus Bridgewater. You guys said Bridgewater. It's fairly close. Bridgewater or Aaron Rodgers? Teddy for me. Uh, I'll still stick with Rodgers, but they're close. All right. What what are we talking about here? We're talking about arguably the best matchup for Bridgewater. They do give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They're not necessarily the worst on a per-pass attempt basis, but... Uh, I think it's six straight games they've given up at least 26 fantasy points to the other team's starting quarterback. We just exactly need it. Teddy to throw 34 passes. That's and it. And the, the, <laughs> Because when he throws 34 passes, he's awesome. 33, <laughs> as we saw last week, not enough, as Jamie pointed out. Um, but I think the key to that, I think, is that Washington has been very good, underrated good against the run. Yeah. They have not allowed a running back to top 71 yards against them, I don't think, or Kamara is the only one, or Kamara, I don't remember if he had 71 or if he was the only one to go over 71. Um, but they've been most games like three and a half yards per carry allowed. So he I'm had not 71. sure that Denver has a lot of success running. He's the only, Kamara had 71 yards. He's the only running back who's rushed for more than 62 yards against Washington. 3.45 yards per carry, two running backs. Now they do give up some touchdowns. They're 18th against running backs. They got one of the best yards per carry, but 18th against running backs. But yeah, I mean that's why teams are throwing on them a lot. Uh, and then you get you got Judy coming back as well. So are you sitting? I guess we're starting with the Broncos here. Does that mean Heath that we're sitting Gordon and Javante Williams? I mean I don't know if everybody else has that luxury, but I would start Michael Carter over both of them. I would start Zach Moss over both of them. Um, I in full PPR, I'd still start Miles Gaskin. I'd start Devonte Booker if there's no Saquon, which we may not. I guess we may not know that on Sundays. So that could be a tough decision, but I I would like to not start Gordon or Williams. Jamie, why Sutton over Judy? Oh, I, I think just to give Judy a game back to see how he looks. Uh, I know the reports in practice have been you know good, but Sutton's done a nice job with Teddy so far. And so, you know, you've seen teams against this defense make a lot of plays down the field, you know, so that's kind of where Sutton, obviously, with his air yards has been living. And so they're both close. You know, I, I, I think Sutton's a low-end number two receiver. Judy's a high-end number three receiver. They're both top 30 for me. You know, so I, I have no problem. You know, I'm starting Judy in, in a few leagues where I've, I've had him on IR. I have no problem throwing him back in my lineup. But if I had the choice to make between Sutton and Judy, I would still start Sutton. Would you guys start Sutton, Judy, Antonio Gibson, who's your favorite there? Uh, Non-PPR, it would be Gibson. In PPR, it would be the two receivers. Yeah, I think I would go Sutton, Gibson, Judy in half PPR. Jeez, Heath, why are you adding K.J. Osborne right now? Are you in that dire of a situation where you have to start K.J. Osborne? What do you mean? It's a shootout, and yes, I am. <laughs> All right, I saw you added Daniel Jones earlier. You're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I've been very busy, and I'm I'm not done. I, everybody else had buy problems last week. I apparently drafted a lot of Ravens and Raiders. Yeah, you got a lot of Josh Jacobs. Well, Josh Jacobs and Mark Andrews, those are your guys. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson, I think, was my second highest rostered quarterback. So, and a lot go. of Renfro. 
Uh, all right, so let's talk about Antonio Gibson because, as I mentioned, I mean this matchup is so good. And the one thing that I nearly made him the start of the week. Oh, gosh, just it's the injury, right? Well, I t- I'll tell you what it was. I was I was struggling a little bit because I don't like to do primetime guys because you know it's it's uh, two reasons. One, if if it goes rotten, then I get you know the the barrage of you suck. <laughs> uh, but also, um, my my colleagues that I watch games with on Sundays, they like to watch me you know sweat it out. And so I, I like to give them their thrill as well. But but in any event, um, Gibson, when I was originally looking at it, then I saw the report of them working out on Johnson and some other running back. And I was like, oh, God. Right. That's the last thing I want to do is, is put him start of the week and then we get to Friday and, and something's wrong. The fact that he's not on the injury report is encouraging. So I think for those of you that have Gibson, this is the perfect opportunity. Now, we'll see. You mentioned that they're, they're banged up. They're, they're two linebackers that are out for the season. Uh, with chest injuries. They did make a trade to get Kenny Young. You know, so we'll see what he does coming over from the Rams um, and, and what sort of impact he makes. But it's three, three linebackers. You know, Kaiser also got hurt in the game against the Browns with, a, a, I think it was a groin injury. Um, so, you know, finding a replacement, we'll see. But in any event, I think if you've been waiting for Gibson to do something, this is the week for him to hopefully do something. I, yeah, the... the- the troubling part is the first two games of the season, the only two weeks that he played more than 60% of the snaps this season. The last two games of the season, the only two weeks that he played lower than 50% of the snaps. Yeah, and two weeks ago, he left with an injury. Last week, though, I don't know why. Maybe it's because they were behind so much uh, at the Packers. They lost by 14. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like he'd be probably close to top 12 if not for the shin and he's closer to 20. Uh, in full PPR, is a little bit higher for Jamie. He's 16th. Heath has him 23rd in full PPR. So uh, Khalil Herbert, Daryl Williams, Devontae Booker, if he's the starter, would you, who, would you start Gibson over those guys or no? Um, no, only Booker. Yeah, I, I would go uh, Herbert, Williams, Gibson, Booker. And Chuba Hubbard? Hubbard over him. Uh, yeah, reluctantly, but yes. Okay. Yeah, again, if Gibson were healthy, it'd be a no-brainer for me. Starter sit J.D. McKissick. This doesn't feel like a good game script for him. So, But again, the roller coaster has been good game, bad game, good game, bad game, and last <laughs> week wasn't a great game, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and again, the game script, I just don't even really think matters. They, he had a bad game when they lost by 22 at Buffalo. He had nine PPR fantasy points last week. They lost by 14. So... You would have thought, you but know, you're also talking about good defenses. So we'll see if this one qualifies as well, a good. Denver is allowed the second fewest receiving yards to running backs per game. Yeah, that's what we'll find out. Yeah, so far, you know, you don't, you never know. But my, Najee Harris had two catches. Saquon Barkley had one. Um, Kenyon Drake had two catches for 39 yards and a touchdown. Okay, you you guys love McLaurin this week. You don't think it's a tough matchup? He's a must-start guy. Talked about the Broncos receivers. Jamie, why are you not feeling it? Look, you still have Ricky Seals-Jones in your top 12, but you're a little nervous about him this week? A little bit, yeah. I mean, you know, he's dealing with an injury. I think it's a hamstring problem that's kept him out of practice, uh, at least as of yesterday. And the Broncos have been really good against tight ends. I think it's, uh, what, Darren Waller and... Mark Andrews. Another guy. Who? Mark Andrews. Yeah, Andrews. That They they held them to limited production. They haven't given up a touchdown yet to the position, so... I think we're looking at, you know, somewhere 9, 10 PPR points, probably 6 or 7 non-PPR points. So he's a borderline starter. I wouldn't completely run away from him. Like, I'm starting him in a couple leagues still. But uh, if you told me I could pick up Robert Tunyon and start him over Ricky Seals-Jones, I would do it. And Heath, Tunyon or Seals-Jones? 
I think I'd probably go at this point, Tunyon and non-PPR, Seals, Jones, and full. And then finally, let's talk about Noah Fantier. First game with Jerry Judy back in week one. He did have six catches for 62 yards on eight targets. Judy played half of that game. And Washington, they, they've faced some pretty damn good tight ends this year, but they've given up some big production. And last week, 63 yards and a touchdown to Tunyon. Jeez. Uh, so conf- are you confident in Fan Heath? I'm as confident in Fant as I am as in a non-top five tight end. Like th- th- That's not a good word to use for bottom half of the top 10 tight ends. But I do, and this could prove to be wrong, but I mostly think that there's a tight end bucket and there's a wide receiver bucket and Jerry Judy's targets are going to come from the wide receiver bucket. And Noah Fant's still going to be a 17 to 20% target share guy. You guys like Fant better than Ricky Seals-Jones? Do you prefer Fant or Mike Kosicki this week? Fant. Fant. Fantastic. Let's go to the Patriots and the Chargers. Well done. What? I said well done. Oh, well, I thought you said hold on. Okay. Oh, no. Well done. Excuse me. Well done. I thought your son was going to say that the Chargers suck or something like that. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's, trying, he's trying to watch the show live on YouTube. Oh, really? A little bit a little yes. delayed. Tell him to hit like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New England at the Chargers. So, yeah, an injury to keep an eye on. Justin Jones for the Chargers, starting defensive tackle. He's missed almost all of the season. He's designated to return from IR, and they are praying that he gives them a semblance of a run defense. I think Damian Harris is really interesting here. I mean, do you guys, off the top of your head, you know who the Patriots have beaten this year? They're three and four. Who they've beaten? Yeah. The Jets. They beat the Texans. And the Jets. They beat the Jets. And and the Jets. And the Jets. So... It's like you got the what so far has been one of the worst run defenses in football. But you also have the Patriots don't know how good they are. They've been able to keep it close by, Jamie. Uh, they've been able to keep it. Jamie hopped off for just a second. I'm sure I'll be right back. They've been able to keep it close, Heath, with Dallas, with Tampa Bay. Those games have been at home with Miami. Can they keep it close? How, how much does the game script matter for Damian Harris? Give me your thoughts, I guess, on Damian Harris. Long-winded way. The game script matters a lot to Damian Harris, and I'm just not sure what the game script is going to be. Like, road games are bad, but it doesn't really matter when you're going to the Chargers. There'll probably be as many Patriots fans there as Chargers fans. Right. Um, I I think because the run defense is so bad and the opposing offense is so good, you just rank him as a low-end number two running back, and he does have top 12 upside this week because he's facing the Chargers and could get 18 carries if the Patriots keep it close. And he also has a disastrous floor. He's got a wide range of possible outcomes this week. Damian Harris or Antonio Gibson? Harris. Uh, Harris uh, in non-PPR. I'll, I'll take my chances with Gibson in PPR just with a couple catches that he'll get. Damian Harris. Or I like J- Damian Harris a lot this week, though. Damian Harris. You do? All right. Yeah. Because the run oh, defense wow, is so I bad. I forgot. Do you remember... Last year, when the Patriots went to L.A. to play the Chargers, yeah, forty-five nothing, Patriots, yeah. forty-five, and that was, the, and then they like lost to the Jets the next week or something. That's fantastic. Herbert threw fifty-three passes for two hundred and nine yards, uh-huh. four fantasy points. Now, that's got to be on their mind, right? It's I mean, Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Not anymore, though. I mean, I no. just yeah, I, revenge. Um, <clears throat> all right, so you know what. Harris is someone we should spend some time on. I think the rest of this game is is fairly easy, right? Herbert, Mike Williams, 
Austin Eckler, easy starts. We'll talk about Keenan Allen. But why are you high on Damian Harris, Jamie? Oh, I mean, this run defense, that's what they're, they're allowing you to run. They want you to run. And the Patriots are going to run. And so uh, he scored in three straight games. They gave up, what, six touchdowns in their last two? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just expecting him to find the end zone, which I think he'll have an opportunity to. He's healthy. You know, I think what we've seen from him when he's not been healthy uh, is when it's been a problem for him. And the fact that he's not an injury report is a good thing. So the rib injury hopefully is behind him. And the Chargers are really good, but they haven't really been blowing teams out. They beat the they beat Washington by four, Chiefs by six, Vegas by 14, but it was seven points late in the fourth, Cleveland by five. You could say that, you know, the Patriots aren't as good as those teams except for Washington. But obviously for Harris, you want the game to stay close. Any interest in Brandon Bolden? He's 24% rostered. Yes, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I think this is... Uh... This is not, I know, I know the numbers don't suggest it because of how they do against pass catching running backs, but this is sort of a unique team in how they use those guys. So he's not a, a must start or must play by any stretch, but if you're desperate, you know, like Heath is scrambling to pick up guys, if you're in that type of scenario, I don't think it's a bad uh, pivot play for somebody who's probably looking at five catches and whatever else he does on top of that. Hunter Henry, talk about revenge game. Hunter oh, yeah. Henry, top eight, top eight, non PPR, top nine in PPR. So Henry or, or uh, Fant? Henry for me. It's Fant for me, and I'm I'm just a little bit nervous because Jonu Smith was at practice, and we're ranking it as if Smith's not going to play. Smith's role has grown. Well, he was limited, though, right? He was limited. Yeah. And if, if Smith is able to play, though, I'm not going to have Hunter Henry as a top eight or top nine tight end, probably. Yeah, I mentioned this, I think, uh, yesterday. Jonu Smith has five targets inside the 10-yard line, and Hunter Henry has one. <laughs> which I just couldn't believe. I thought that was really surprising because he has a touchdown in four straight games, uh, but only one of them from inside the 10. He has an 11-yarder, a 13-yarder, and a 20-yarder. Um, the Chargers, This team has been terrible against that. I know, but look who they've played. Logan Thomas, Cowboys, Kelsey, Waller, Njoku, Mark Andrews. Njoku had 149 yards and a touchdown, <laughs> though. <laughs> All right, Justin Herbert, good to go. Started Herbert or Herbert or Hurts this week? Hurts. Oh, Jamie left again. Okay, yeah, her, uh, Hurts, but we do like Herbert. He's ninth for Jamie, eighth for Heath, fifth for Dave. And, um, okay, Keenan Allen. I know people are frustrated with Keenan Allen. Start him. Okay, that works for me. I mean, he's he's 16th in PPR, 21st in non. There's a chance that you could have someone who's better, but um, I'm, I'm starting Keenan Allen. I'm not nervous about Keenan Allen rest of the season. Patriots just lost their slot cornerback for the season. And Jared Cook. Heath, you like it? Heath got him top 10? Jamie more like 15. You know, this is not a good matchup. It's tough because it's it's not a good matchup, but we always talk about Belichick taking away the team's best option. Jared Cook's the fourth option. Yeah. Uh, Their defense is just designed to take away tight ends, though. Speaking of which, though, is there any hesitation with Mike Williams, maybe from a DFS standpoint? I know it's hard to sit him, uh, but is there any? Like, I wouldn't do you have- play him in DFS. He could, he could easily go nuts. It's a good contrarian play. But, you know, the, the thing that we saw, and, and really this is the game I think that's sort of an outlier, is, you know, the Texans had some weird success throwing on the Patriots when some, you know, broken plays with uh, Chris Moore, um, you, you know, catching some, some touchdowns, or Chris Conley having a big play. I don't think that happens here. I think this is a, this, this is a, a Patriots defense that's still playing pretty well. 
Yeah, the thing is, they've only played two road games, and that was one of them. I don't know how much of a factor that is, but they're usually pretty pretty damn good in Foxborough. This is their third road game. Five home games and two road games so far. It's a weird schedule. Yeah. So let's see. Four of their next six. Obviously, got a lot of road games coming up. All right, that's uh, pretty much it for this game. Which DST do you like better? Chargers. Chargers. But I still think the Patriots are, are okay. Yeah. Back-to-back for me. Let's take a quick break. We've got five games left. Tennessee at Indianapolis, a rematch of uh, what was a Tennessee win by nine points earlier this season. We'll talk about that when we get back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. So, uh, just so all of you know, Chiefs-Giants, as much as I'd like to preview that game with Heath, we will be saving that one for tomorrow. I think you'd like to get as much information as possible on the Giants offense before you get into that one. So I have Monday, a question Monday for Night you. Football. Yeah. When we take the breaks and they show up on YouTube, mm-hmm. do they show up on YouTube? No, they're just nothing. Pretty sure. Is it audio breaks? Right, Trager? Yeah, straight through for YouTube. Okay, because I didn't know like if you put a if you put an ad break in there because like Keith was holding his hand up and like I wonder if people think like he's holding his hand up the whole time like if there's a you know ad break and then he come back and then his <laughs> hand is still there. Yeah, he's just like you know how teams put up four fingers when they go into the fourth quarter. He yeah. does something. Hurricane started that right? Yeah, sure. Damn right. Damn straight. Okay, Tennessee at Indianapolis. First game was a 25-16 win for the Titans. Horrible game for Carson. Wait, wait a minute. How are you not doing the Giants-Chiefs game with him on? This is ridiculous. I, well, first of all, there are a lot more AFC home games than NFC. Okay, save one for tomorrow and do that game now. <laughs> because that's the he's, game that has the most— prepped the Giants and Chiefs. It has the most injury fluctuation, so you know? do it again. You'll do it again. Hey, we don't have to curse. <laughs> all right, we'll see if we have time. Uh, you know what? It's up to you to, to be quick here. Uh, Tannehill or Wentz? Wentz. Wentz. What about the fact that he was so bad in the first meeting? Doesn't matter. I mean, he's been. It's it's funny because his worst game was that game, and Tannehill's best game was that game. Yeah. And so you know, we'll see uh, how it goes. But I think Wentz is in a groove right now. You know, he's he's really, I think, taking command of this offense. I hope he gets T. Y. Hilton back for those people that are starting him. Um, he's getting you know production from Molly Cox. He's really connecting with Michael Pittman. Run game is working. Offensive line is healthy. So I I think. You know, I, I lean slightly toward toward Wentz because his running back, while good, is not as good as Tannehill's running back. Yeah, and Tannehill's running back is averaging about 28 carries per game, which is insane. He's on pace for about 470 carries in 17 games. And Mike Vrabel hates Ryan Tannehill so much, he's not even giving him goal line passing opportunities now. <laughs> okay, so uh, any either of them ahead of Aaron Rodgers? Finish up on that. No. Uh, yeah, Wentz is for me, yes. Sorry. I, I have both ahead of Rodgers. Wow. Okay. Uh, As of now, I, might, I might put Rodgers ahead of Wentz. Start the running back. Start A.J. Brown. Start or sit Julio Jones. I do not want to. I would prefer not to either. Pittman or Jones? Pittman. Pittman. I, I think if T.Y. plays, I'd probably play T.Y. over Jones. If T.Y. plays, would you play T.Y. or Pittman? Pittman. Pittman. 
How much would your ranking of Michael Pittman change if T.Y. Hilton plays and Pittman is around 24th? He's the low-end number two wide receiver right now. If Hilton plays, how much would you drop him? A couple spots, not not much. He'd be between tw- where he is now and 30. I think he'd still be in the 20s. Okay. Naeem Hines, we just can't trust. He's had two good games, and they were both um, losses by eight or nine points. He did have a huge game against Tennessee, but, I mean, he's just, other than that, it's two or fewer PPR fantasy points in five games for Hines. I guess we could spend a little bit more time on Pittman. You start him over, Tennessee, by the way, gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. They've allowed a touchdown catch to multiple wide receivers in four of seven games. They stink against the pass. Uh, Pittman or Cortland Sutton? Pittman, if no T.Y. Hilton. Sutton, if T.Y. Hilton. But that's, I, think, you know, I think I've got Sutton in both. Pittman or Chase Edmonds? Uh, Pittman, if no Hilton. Edmonds, if Hilton. But we have to make the decision today, so probably Edmonds. Yeah, I think I'm sorry, I think so probably Pittman. All right, Edmonds for Heath, Pittman for Jamie. And then finally, Pittman or Kenneth Gainwell? Uh, Pittman, regardless of Hilton. If T.Y. Hilton plays, your interest level would be what? Wide receiver three. Yes. I know I put in a claim for him, T.Y. Hilton. I'm not sure if I got him, but 47% rostered. Still think you, you could do worse, you know, for... Guy that's available in 50% of leagues, uh, 80 yards in his only game. And Mo Ali Cox. All right, let's talk about him. I know he's behind Tunyon. He's behind Ricky Seals Jones. What about a guy like Tyler Conklin or Mo Ali Cox? Or who are some other streamers that I'm forgetting? I, I think with Ali Cox, you're probably looking at more non PPR than PPR, you know, just based on the touchdown potential. But I would prefer Conklin. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if, if you're. I'm trying to think. If you're the Mark Andrews, you know, Darren Waller manager, you're you could be scrambling, but like Tunyon would be ahead of him for me if the guys that are available. Um uh Conklin. Uh I like Pat Fryermuth better, you know, just based on what we saw in his last game. Yep. So, you know, I, I'm not I'm not in love with uh the potential of, of Molly Cox finding the end zone and, and he didn't in the last meeting. Okay, and Jared Cook over him for Molly Cox? Yes. Uh, that's pretty much it for this game. Let's go to Miami at Buffalo. I'm done with that guy. Uh, I'm pretty much. Uh, I'm finished with this guy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, my favorite. One of my favorites. That's what you should be for Halloween because you look like him a little bit. I look like one Joe of the. Pesci. I look like. I thought you were gonna say I look like. Uh, Daniel Son. What's his name? Oh, Ralph Macho. Yeah, Macho. you look like Ralph Macho too. Yeah. But you could, if you poof up your hair a little bit and you get the uh, maroon suit. Yeah, you could probably go as Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny, and then get get Allie to go as uh, I oh, forget what yeah, her Mona is. Lisa Vito. Um, yeah, I was gonna say Marissa Tomei. Oh, we could do that. Miami it's at Buffalo. Traction. Positive traction. What is, is just that is it's the fun, it's the five funniest movies of all time. I'm just uh, it, it, it it's, out there. anytime it's on, I stop every time. It, it's so watchable. Heath's never even seen my cousin Vinny. I have seen my cousin Vinny multiple times. And do you love it? You no, know, it actually would be kind of funny if you guys were together. If Heath went as the judge and you went as my cousin Vinny. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. He, the judge is so funny. What's his name? 
What is his? That's Eddie Munster. Yeah, I, heard, yeah, I know that, but what's his name in real life? I don't know. IRL. Well, he's no longer with us. I know. He is so perfect in that in that role. Yeah. All right, Miami at Buffalo. I have four stats of the game. Did you four. say Ute? What is a Ute? <laughs> Stat of the game number one. Forget the rest of the show. Let's just do my, my kind of cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget this game. Start a ball, sit a ball. Uh, Jalen Waddle has 44 catches this year, and only two of them have gone for more than 20 yards. Mike Kosicki has seven fewer catches, but nine catches of 20 or more yards. Devontae Parker has only 17 catches, and he has four catches of 20-plus yards, so it is really bad for Waddle. But if you look at his A dot by game, noticeably higher with Tua. So that is good. Last week, not quite as much, 6.6. That's low, but not like Brissett low. It was so low with Brissett. Um, so anyway, that's more of a rest of season thing. I think there's more potential for big plays. That almost though Tua. makes me feel like there's a little more of a chance for Waddle in this game, just because I, I think Buffalo is much more likely to give up six catches for eight to ten yards apiece than they are those big plays to Gasicki and Parker. We're gonna find out quickly how much this offensive line got fixed for Miami, or how much was it facing Jacksonville and Atlanta because. Yeah, they've looked a lot better the last two weeks. Obviously, Tua playing over Brissett is going to make the offensive line look better because he doesn't hold the ball as much as Brissett does. But man, does this Buffalo defense scare the hell out of me for this Dolphins offense? And well, what about for Waddle? And are we expecting Parker to play? By the way, uh, limited practice. He was limited in practice last week, so at this point, you have to expect him not to play. Uh, but I mean, it, it, I, Waddle is probably looking at you know like a five for fifty day in my mind. You know, five for sixty day. Okay. Six for six for seventy maybe would be you know you're what you're hoping for, something along those lines. I don't think he scores. I just think that they're going to take him away. Yeah. Um, stat of the game number two: a running back has rushed for a touchdown in six straight games against the Dolphins. You like Zach Moss, Heath? I don't love Zach Moss. Uh, he's a high end flex, borderline number two running back. I did not like the fact that because I, I kind of thought two weeks ago, I guess it was three weeks ago now, that Moss had taken over the clear number one running back. And in their last game before the bye, it was a hot hand approach again. I think Moss got up to a 74% snap share in week five. In week six, he was back down to 55% where he's been in that range most of the time that he and Singletary have played together. So I do think that there's some risk for Moss that if Singletary gets off to a hot start and he continues to get the first drive most weeks, um, and Moss has a bad drive on the first drive that we just see a, a mix the entire game. But Moss is by far the most likely to score a touchdown. So I like him more than Singletary. It would be fantastic if you got a repeat performance from week two for both those guys. Because that was the game Moss came back after being inactive in week one. He scored twice. Uh, Singletary, as Heath said, got off to a good start. He scored in that game also. So you take it. You get it. Yeah, we... We said that Moss is the fourth quarter guy, so that he has been for the most part. So you hope that they can just run out the clock in this game. Uh, which brings us to stat of the game number three, Cole Beasley. In his three good games, Josh Allen has thrown 51, 43, and 47 passes. In his three bad games, Josh Allen has thrown 33, 30, and 26 passes. And those were three blowout wins. The three good games for Beasley... They went one and two in those games, and then they had the blowout win against Washington. But you could say that Cole Beasley so far has been tied to game script. 
So that's probably not a good thing. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. I thought you were going to say the Bills should stop throwing to Cole Beasley because they (laughs) lose when they do. (laughs) Uh, Well, you heard what he said uh, in the loss to the Titans, right? No. He was asked about scoring his first touchdown. He said, I'd rather win. Okay. I think that's a good idea. And then stat of the game number four, Buffalo tight end Tommy Sweeney has a 100% catch rate. Four catches, four targets, four yards. Every single one of his catches has been for one yard. So, so but, I'm glad you brought up Sweeney in relation to Beasley because this is, I think, what you have to sort of tell yourself until we see it, is without Dawson Knox there, is it Sweeney and Gabriel Davis who benefit or is it the top three receivers who benefit without you know the, those whatever targets you're talking about, you know the, the five to seven that Dawson Knox has been getting? So does that go to Beasley? Does it go to Diggs? Does it go to... Sanders, uh, or does it go to the second tight end, which is Sweeney, or does it go to maybe a fourth receiver in Davis? You know, I would hope it goes to the top three receivers. Yeah. And that's where the disbursement ends up. And so maybe Beasley benefits in a positive game script without the tight end there and some red zone opportunities. Maybe it's Sanders getting more opportunities because he's been doing very well in limited targets. And obviously you'd like to see Stefan Diggs start to play like the guy we saw last year before Sanders and Diggs were excuse me, Sanders and Knox were a thing. Yeah, Sanders, by the way, is the deep ball guy. His ADOT is like 19 yards, which is crazy. So so real quick on this, not real quick, but on this game, as far as the Dolphins go, do you have confidence in anyone? I know it's hard to get away from Gasicki, but do you have confidence in anyone? And Gaskin is obviously coming off a big game. He's got the goal line role, hopefully now with Brown out. Um, Heath, do you have confidence in any Dolphin? Again, like I said with Noah Fant, confidence is the wrong word, but I think Waddle's a PPR number three wide receiver just based on the fact that he's probably going to catch five or six passes, and that generally turns into double-digit PPR fantasy points. I think Gaskin is a high-end PPR flex. I would still start Gaskin over Moss and Singletary in full PPR, Um, and I'm starting Gasicki because he's a tight end. Would you start a Thursday night running back or Miles Gaskin? Not, Not Aaron Jones, obviously, the other guys. I would start Edmonds over Gaskin in PPR, and I would start Connor over Gaskin in non-PPR. I think I'd go Edmonds, Gaskin, Connor, and both. Would you start Mike Gesicki or Zach Ertz? Gesicki. Uh, still Gesicki, but that's close. Okay. For the Bills, Josh Allen, yes. Talked about Moss. Singletary's lower than Moss. Stefan Diggs, of course, you're starting. How much do you like Emmanuel Sanders? I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is a defense that's struggling. He's in a good groove right now. Uh, he's not a slam dunk must-star guy, but he's, he's pretty close to it. Okay. He's top 24 per game, actually, for the season, and he has 74 more yards. This was his last four. bad game. Go ahead, Heath. I just, man, it's, he's been so good, and it's hard to go away from that. It does feel like there's probably another bad game coming soon where he has five targets and it turns into three catches for 50 yards and no touchdown. But, I mean, he has, he's got four straight games with at least 12 PPR points, and he scored four touchdowns in his last four games. I, I'm going to have a hard time sitting him. Emmanuel Sanders or Keenan Allen? Allen. Oh, still Keenan Allen, yeah. Uh, somebody asked in our chat, A.J. Dillon or Miles Gaskin? Gaskin. Gaskin. Okay. All right, and then that's it. I mean, that's that's it. Buffalo's DST is a must-start. They're top four. Uh, before we go on, I want to tell everybody to hit subscribe. Look at this subscriber count. We are so close 
to 45,000. We're at 44,983. So please subscribe to this channel. That way you'll know when we're going live. We've got every podcast is live. We've got these live streams later today, 2 p.m. Eastern, to answer your starter sit question. Tuesday night, Thursday afternoon, Sunday morning before the games. So please hit subscribe. We want to get to 45K. Oh, there you go. It's up to 984. All right, 44,984. We are 16 away from our goal for the day. So please hit subscribe. Jacksonville is at Seattle. Uh, this is an uninspiring stat of the game. I don't know if it's going to do anything for you, but couldn't really find a good one. So, uninspiring stat of the game. Jacksonville is 26th against running backs. That's bad. You missed a joke there. You said that speaking of uninspiring, Jacksonville. <laughs> okay, so, you're right. Uh, are you mocking me? <laughs> <laughs> Mocking me with that outfit. Jack, Jacksonville 26 against running backs, but they allow just 3.66 yards per carry to running backs. They actually have had a solid run defense, but they give up points. How do you feel, Jamie, about Alex Collins? Um, ooh, ooh, indifferent. <laughs> I think if you have him on your team, you could uh, look at that. Did we get there? Hey, yeah. all right. Thank you. 45,000. Woo! There you go. I'll do it for you, Ben. Boom! There we go. <laughs> um, I think uh, in regards to the Collins, um, I mean, that, that was like the worst thing. Like, you asked me about Alex Collins when we hit a milestone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's got an opportunity here. He has a great opportunity. Um, I, I wonder how much Rashad Penny is going to get more work, you know, just, you know, shake off the rust last week. Um, I think he's, he's not a bad flex, you know, so if he was dropped, I dropped him just because of, of some tough roster decisions last week. I tried to add him in, again. I wasn't able to, um, he's not a bad flex play this week. So I think the way that I would, I would put it in non PPR, he's in the same group as the Broncos guys, Michael Carter, um, James Connor, Chase Edmonds, non PPR in PPR. He's lower than that just because I don't know how much he'll catch passes, but this is a great matchup. I mean, Jacksonville's not good against the run. And uh, they're at home, you know, so this is a good bounce back spot for the entire team. Um, but it's it's still it's it's uh, it, it's just a bad offense overall with uh, with Geno Smith under center. This is the grossest game, like maybe the grossest game of the season. Um, and I don't know. I like I don't you gave those stats. I don't know what to make of Jacksonville's run defense. It It seems like they've been pretty good. I, to me, um, there there are different types terrible of terrible against the pass. Right. There are different types of bad run defenses. There are the teams that can't defend the run, and then there are the teams that are bad on defense and, and give up points, and that benefits the running backs. And I think that's where Jacksonville falls in. I think that's where they fall too. Does that matter if the other team's quarterback is Geno Smith? That's a great question. Um I have currently, and I don't know if I can totally stick with this, but right now I have both Broncos and both Bills. And David Johnson and Kenneth Gainwell and to, and both Cowboys ahead of Alex Collins in PPR. How dare you rank Zeke ahead of Alex Collins? <laughs> He's got 15 or more carries in three straight games. You know how do you how do you sit that? Well, I, I, yeah, again, I, I think it comes know? down to like what you what you have. I, I'm I'm not so far off from Heat. There's a couple of guys there. I probably would still start him. You know, Collins. Like I started him over Singletary. I would start him over uh, Pollard. I would start him over. Uh, Gainwell and non PPR. Um, Me too, but and non PPR. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's just, and I was starting over David Johnson still, but it, it's it's just not comforting to see the way this offense looks. It's just they're they're bad right now. They really are. 
And well, like yep. I said all that, that was just for PPR. I have Collins 25th in non-PPR. I, I don't dislike him as much. It's a pretty big gap for me between non-PPR and PPR for him. Okay, so how about DK Metcalf or Alex Collins? Metcalf. Metcalf. Tyler Lockett or Alex Collins? Collins. Marvin Jones or Alex Collins? I like Marvin Jones this week, so I'd go Marvin Jones. Yep. Marvin Jones over Tyler Lockett then. How about Marvin Jones or DK Metcalf? Uh, DK Metcalf still. Yep, me too. James Robinson's a must start. Trevor Lawrence is not. Which uh, wide receiver do you like better for the Jaguars other than Marvin Jones? Do you like Chenault or do you like Agnew, who's been pretty involved, 13 targets in his last two games? I'm going to pretend like coming out of the bye, Jamal Agnew didn't actually happen. And if if it happens again, then I'll I'll get back on board. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Chenault much better. <laughs> Does you like Chenault as a start? No. Uh, low end borderline number three. Chenault or Waddle? Waddle. Waddle. Waddle or Collins? Alex Collins or Waddle? Uh, Waddle and PPR. Collins For sure. Yeah. Yep. Miles Gaskin or Alex Collins? Uh, I would start Gaskin in PPR, probably Collins and none. Definitely Gaskins in PPR. I've got to look in. Yeah, I've got I've got Collins and none. Okay, DK Metcalf or Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Judy or Metcalf. Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf for now. All right. Looks like you guys are mostly on the same page. Dan Arnold is oh somewhere between fifteenth and twentieth in the rankings, depending on which He's analyst you're looking at. Yeah. 13 uh, targets in two games without DJ Chark, so. Yeah, I, th- I mean, they went and traded for him and then immediately made him a big part of their offense in terms of target share. One week it paid off, one week it didn't. I um, I kind of like him. Okay. And the Seahawks DST is 8th for Heath, 14th for Jamie, 20th for Dave. You have the Seahawks over the Bengals? I think I, I, think I currently do. Come on. Seahawks defense has been good lately. <laughs> It's been really good, and Trevor Lawrence has been awful. And the Bengals defense hasn't? Bengals defense has been good, too. <laughs> okay, Heath. Well, now's your chance to change your mind. Bengals and thing, Jets. Though, Bengals I and can't Jets. now. It's four weeks in a row. Like I yeah. I would like to move the Bengals higher, but it's four <laughs> weeks in a row that you've called somebody out for being too low. And so far, i got to r- r- ride the streak. I'm a sorcerer, could I tell you. Stat of the game, Joe Burrow in big wins. Bad news, in two of three wins by 14 or more points, he threw what? What's so funny? Oh, <laughs> we got the fade Bengals DST lower third. All right, sorry. Burrow and you're saying, hey, is Burrow going to have a big game? They're not going to need to throw. Well, he's they've blown three teams out, and in those three games, he's uh, scored 22, 28, and 32 fantasy points. That's great, but the bad news is he threw 18 passes in one game, 29 in another 38 at Baltimore last week. So, you know, maybe he was a little lucky. I don't know. But you guys have Burrow in the top 10. And, uh, you know, it just it's just a matter of the Bridgewater game where Bridgewater had 25 pass attempts against the Jets, that kind of thing. But whatever, start Burrow. He's on fire. There's some volume risk. And I do, like, the one surprising one that I pr- probably have ranked over him is I do have Cousins ranked ahead of him. Um... Okay, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Holy cow, we have three games left. Jeez, I got to pick it up here. Okay. No, we're not doing that. 
All right. Anyway, Mixon's a start. Chase is a start. Hit T. Higgins, start or sit? Uh, number three receiver. Yeah. Okay. So Metcalf. We have to start, I think, getting in the mind frame of, because most leagues are three receiver leagues, most competitive leagues, that a start is a third receiver. Okay. Metcalf or T. Higgins? Metcalf. Yeah. T. Higgins or, I think you're going to get a lot of questions about Jerry Judy, so I'm just keep firing away with that. Higgins or Judy? Higgins. Judy. Higgins, Judy. Higgins or um, Zach Moss? Uh, Higgins, PPR, Moss, not. Yep. CJ Uzama. Jamie actually has him in the top 12. Heath has him 21st. Yeah. This could have been a rankings dispute. <laughs> How about that? Jamie Uzama has just one game with more than three targets. It was the game without T. Higgins, but you have him in the top 12. I mean, it's the Jets. They're 27th against tight ends. I'm hoping he scores. They have been really bad. All right, so there you go. It's And I'm sure Heath is just saying not enough targets. Sit Mike White, I'm going to say. Michael Carter, we talked about earlier today in the rankings disputes. Heath I, has I just, the, yeah. like, can we just for one second, because it's fun, and CJ Uzama yards in games 4-0-95, I yeah. think he has to have two more bad games before he has another big yardage <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, Michael Carter or T. Higgins, how about that? Uh, Carter, Carter, Corey Davis or T Higgins? No Jets receivers for me, so Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Sure. Davis is you know number four wide receiver. He did score last week, forty-seven yards and a touchdown, but it's it's really tough here uh, against the Bengals, who are eleventh against wide receivers, and the Bengals DST. Second for Jamie, second for Dave, and 25th for Heath. No, 12th for Heath. Not true. 12th for Heath. Rams at Texans. The only DST that Jamie and Dave have ranked ahead of the Bengals here. Uh, the Rams. Rams average. Number one, the Dolphins. Uh, I think <laughs> I may have the Rams number one. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. No, everybody does. Uh, here's a stat of the game. In games that the Rams have won by 10 or more points, Robert Woods... You should tell everybody how you do your kicker ranking. <laughs> no, please don't. All right, I learned that this morning, actually. It's pretty interesting. Uh, all right, anyway, Robert Woods, Robert Woods, side of the game. Four games the Rams have won by 10 or more points. Robert Woods has four to six targets in them. And the weird thing is that it hasn't really... I don't even know if this is a worthwhile stat, because that's actually... You see that off the top of your head, and you're like, oh, well, that's, he's not going to have a lot of targets. It hasn't really correlated to pass attempts. It's just been maybe kind of fluky, but too many games of six or fewer targets for Robert Woods. So he's a tough call in this game. Start or sit Robert Woods? Uh, start in three receiver leagues and sit in two receiver leagues. I think he's a borderline number two. Oh, okay. So you like him better than Higgins? like him better than um, Waddle? I like him better than Judy. I like him better than Waddle. I like him better than... Um, but I would still start Sutton over him. Uh, I struggle with Woods and Emmanuel Sanders. I struggle with Woods and Pittman. Um, that's the range he's in for me. Yeah, the Texans have given up the sixth fewest points to wide receivers because nobody throws. Yeah, they've given up the fourth most yards per attempt, but it's just a lot of running against them. I just don't think... and. I don't think that Sean McVay and, and Matthew Stafford are in the mode right now. It's kind of like Brady and Bruce Arians. I, I don't think that they're going to just throw it 25 times. Oh, and Stafford in blowout wins, he has just been tremendous. 30 or more points against the Bears, the Giants, and then 
a quasi blowout win, I'll call it against the Bucks, 37 points. I still wish they'd lost to the Lions. Uh, me too. Yeah. Meanie Pants McVay. Uh, Matthew Stafford is top three. Daryl Henderson is top 10 in non-PPR, top 14 in PPR. And uh, Cup start, Woods start. Uh, just a few more on Robert Woods. Robert Woods or, let's say, Chuba Hubbard against the Falcons. Hubbard. Hubbard. Daryl Williams against the Giants. Williams. Um. Yeah, Williams. Eli Mitchell at the Bears. Mitchell. Uh, I've got Woods. Michael Carter. <laughs> did Akeemix practice yesterday? Yeah, I don't think he did, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Carter. Out. Sorry, Michael Carter. Or Woods. Carter. Uh, Woods in PPR. Carter, none. Okay. Uh, Van Jefferson outside the top 40. 25% rostered. Tyler Higby is pretty interesting. You know, he has the fourth most red zone targets in the NFL, seventh most green zone targets in the NFL. He scores this week. There you go. He certainly could. So, Tunyon or Higby? Higby. Higby. Okay. Gasicki or Higby? Higby. I've got Gasicki. David Johnson, start or sit? Flex. He's not a tight end. But he might be. <laughs> if he was, he'd be a must-start. <laughs> uh, desperation flex. I, I like him as a flex. Okay. And let's... I would like him more if Tyrod plays. David Johnson or Kenneth Gainwell? <laughs> Gainwell. I, I oh, tweeted about it last night. I've got Johnson projected better, higher in both, uh, both formats. Uh, how about Ken, uh, Mike Davis or, or David Johnson? David Johnson. Okay. And how do you feel about Brandon Cooks? Three of four games have been crap lately. So How, do how does Brandon about Cooks feel about his team right now? Well, he was pretty pissed off when Mark Ingram got traded. And he saw he's, his tweet? Yeah. He's really anti-players getting traded. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he has experience there. And this is like, actually a revenge, he, I, revenge I game. I still don't know that he wants to leave. Revenge game here. How about that? I forgot. Ooh, revenge game. Yeah. Oh, how Start do you feel him. about him? What do you think? <laughs> Start. <laughs> Fire him up. <laughs> Adam, okay. you know what my bold prediction was on Sunday, by the way? What? That Stafford would be the number one quarterback, Hopkins would be the number one wide receiver, and Graham Gano would be the number one kicker, and I only got one of those right. <laughs> was uh, Gano? Yeah. Uh, what about all right, What about Brandon Cooks? This is a tough call. Uh, is it? I mean, you kind of know what you're getting at this point, right? No, I don't think so. I, well, I can't believe how high you guys get have a, him you know, Borderline number two receiver. What are his? What are his last? Okay, his last four games: five for forty-seven at Buffalo, three for twenty-three against the uh, against the Patriots, nine for eighty-nine at the Colts, who are terrible, five for twenty-one at the Cardinals. So that is three dreadful games in his last four. And you guys have Brandon Cooks in your top twenty-four against the Rams, right in that Robert Woods range. For me, I'm surprised. Okay. Um, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, our last game. You know, so it's a kind of a marquee game, but fairly easy from a fantasy standpoint. Who are the tough calls in this game? We already debated Chase Claypool. If you want to hear about that, we'll t- we'll briefly touch on. It. If you want to hear more about it, you can go to the sixty second rankings disputes. Who are the tough calls in this game, Jamie? If there are any, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Um, I don't think there really are. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, I, I don't really want to trust the. Uh, Browns receivers. 
So there's not tough for me. Uh, we talked about Claypool. I like him. Obviously, Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. Uh, I guess if you're looking for a flex play with Dearness Johnson, you know, based on how healthy is Nick Chubb and will Johnson take the bulk of the Kareem Hunt touches when both guys were healthy. So I guess you could look at it that way, but I would probably avoid Dearness Johnson if, if Nick Chubb plays. Yeah, I guess Claypool's really the only tough call. Jamie's got him in the top 20. Heath has him as a number three-ish wide receiver. Yeah. By far, because I think like you love like love Johnson, love Harris, love Chubb. Kind of don't want to start anybody else except for Claypool, who I think is is uh, borderline. But yeah, everybody else is pretty easy. And I do think that Fryermuth is a good sleeper. Last game, first one officially without Juju Smith-Schuster, had seven targets, seven catches, fifty-eight yards. So you know that's something that you could look at, and that might impact Claypool. Who's the best Browns wide receiver? If they all play, if Landry plays. Beckham. If Landry plays, I would go with Landry. But um, if he doesn't, then, I mean, is Donovan Peoples-Jones going to play? No, it's Beckham. Okay. And uh, Pitt's DST is top six. Brown's DST is fifth for Heath, 13th for Dave and Jamie. Browns over the Bengals? The Browns against Ben Roethlisberger? Absolutely. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, I mean, not over the Bengals, but, you know, I see a good game. <laughs> All right, Heath, what do you think about Monday night? What's your prediction? Oh, um, I picked up the Chiefs defense in a spot. You also picked up Daniel Jones in a spot. I saw that this morning. <laughs> I picked up so. Daniel Jones in a spot. Um, I would guess that the Giants are probably going to score three or four touchdowns. And also there will be at least one major turnover slash special team slash huge play from the Chiefs defense special teams because it's Arrowhead. Um, I think Jones is a borderline starter. Booker is a borderline starter. If Barkley I, I don't care go. about I, This is not – we're going to do this game tomorrow. I want to know what you think about the game. Like it's 10-point spread. You think the Chiefs I, well, are going to roll? I don't know how anybody would ever, again, bet on the Chiefs in a game with a spread. When they were winning Super Bowls, they weren't very good against the spread a lot of times. I think they won one game last year by more than seven points or something. So I would definitely take the Giants and the and the points. I it depends so much on who's healthy. The Giants really could score some points if they have two of their good and not even counting Shepard. He's not really a playmaker. I think Dante Pettis is okay. I haven't seen him on the injury report. No, oh, come on. Uh, the game opened minus thirteen. It's down to minus ten. I like the Chiefs. I think they blow them out, but. Good luck, Heath. All right. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody. We've got the uh, NFC home games and Giants Chiefs tomorrow, and we'll see you 2 p.m. Eastern today, Thursday, on YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today for our live stream. All right. Let's uh, let's rock and roll tonight with a big game. Uh, Cardinals and Packers can't wait. See you later. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.